Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Well, hello and welcome to the Last Days Podcast with Todd and Katie. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> We're so glad that you're listening here to us, and we know that you're listening because you're hearing us. So here we are coming to you from beautiful, bright, sunny, and snowy, and frigid Johnson, Tennessee. Johnson, Tennessee. Johnson City, Tennessee. I'm forgetting where I'm living yeah, where here. where do we live? Only part of the word. Well, we're so glad that you're here with us. Yeah. What do you have to say, babe? Thank you. Thank you so much for, for taking this time um, to be here with us and listening. We believe that God definitely has something for you today, even as we're recording, as you're, as you're listening this and listening to this. And we would just encourage you, of course, to reach out to us. You can do that through Instagram. Um, it's one of the better ways. Of course, you can go through our website and, and find the different ways to contact, contact us there. And uh, or come see us in person or, you know, something like that. So and and if you could just share it, um, that helps us greatly too. actually any any recommendations, any shares that that we see uh, will, of course, pass along as well. Anything you tag us in. So that'll be great. It helps us um, get the word out. This is, of course, just another area um, of ministry that the Lord instructed us to do. And so um, it's wonderful to hear the testimonies and, you know, um, what what the Lord is, is just doing and in people's lives is really encouraging. And we just, you know, pray each time, of course, that the Holy Spirit will give you exactly what you need. And he's always faithful to do that. Amen. So it's good. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, Give us some feedback and uh, let us know your thoughts on if we did video podcasting. And uh, so we're branching into some new areas mm-hmm. we are um, doing some work we have a small studio here but getting ready to greatly expand that here so that we can do even more in these areas a lot more um, live yeah things. live video mm-hmm. and um, so anyway we'd love to hear your thoughts on that and but you know we're going to continue doing this hallelujah yes and uh, we're glad that we have the different faithful people that are, not that you're different people, but you are different people. You're a peculiar people. But uh, we're glad uh-huh. that you uh, regularly listen to the Last Days podcast and you encourage others to hop on and to follow us also. We appreciate that very much. And um, it's exciting to see what God's doing. A lot of people are being reached and uh, we have a great, a great listening audience here with the Last Days podcast. It's increasing. Amen. Yeah. We love that. In our um, last last podcast, um, we were talking about strategies for increase, mm-hmm. and um, and so anyway, this is something that um, the Lord spoke to my wife. You woke up with it, right? Yes, I and, did with um, that phrase, "strategies of increase." Yeah, and then I then I received. You know, the Lord just started speaking some things to me and kind of, you know, things coming back 
to my remembrance that just sort of gave it kind of an, an outline, I guess I, c- I could say. And then, of course, as I just spent time praying and, and studying, then um, it then, of course, more more comes and and it, all the the things to bring the, the meat of the subject and the, the filler and all that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's great have... to talk about meat and filler as you're on a fast. <laughs> talk about increasing and... Yeah, you look on the scales and we're decreasing. So, but praise the Lord. It's all good, people. Hallelujah. So we're increasing is, spiritually. Yeah, this is, that's definitely a, actually a strategy of increases. Sacrifice first. Sacrifice is make absolutely. A way, make a way forward for the Lord. Give him something to work with that he can increase you. And of course, that always requires yeah, surrender and sacrifice on our part. Absolutely. Before Very. we can receive more from him. Very true, because you have to have a mindset of increase. Oh, so true. And you have to understand that God's desire, his whole plan throughout the Bible is to increase his people yes. for us to continue to take ground, for us to continue on every in every area of your life. God wants you to be on the increase. Mm-hmm. And so to to be able to increase, you have to also understand the areas that rob from you, that steal from you, that right. cause you to decrease, and mm-hmm. you have to eliminate those things from your life right. because you can't, you can't be trying to, to do this to increase and yet allowing something that robs from you um, all of your increase. And so then, you know, it's like it talks about in Malachi chapter 3, it's just like you, you earn money, and yet it's like you have holes in your pockets, right? And it all leaves you. Mm-hmm. And so um, Malachi or Malachi, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. um, points out that you know this is what's robbing from you. You've got to understand um, that there are things that we can do that will keep us from losing, right. keep us from decreasing but will set us up for supernatural increase. Right. And so some things that, that um, you know that the Lord specifically spoke to you about are mm-hmm. some areas that rob from you. Right. So in the, the previous podcast, of course, we talked about just natural things that, that fight increase. And really that really um, dealt with, you know, the way that we think patterns in our mind and of course then therefore patterns that we operate in that really fight against increase. I think you have to be able to recognize what it is that stops you from increasing. But um, so now we're actually going into a little bit deeper area where talking about things that rob increase. Because sometimes I feel like people, you know, we can all be very busy with what we're doing in, in life. And of course, um, really the goal, it seems these days, is to keep you very um, distracted, very preoccupied with things that don't actually even matter, that actually take away mm-hmm. from productivity, they take away from your happiness, they take away from just the joy of a life and the adventure and, and all of those kind of things. And so, you know, sometimes people, the, the reason why I felt strongly to address and bring out these different things is because I think sometimes people don't realize and they don't, um, we can, we can have things in our life that we're like, okay, that's not the best. I don't really like that. 
but sometimes we don't really realize the impact that it's the negative impact that it's having. And then people don't also realize what the word of God has to say about it because God always has a way out for us. Yes, he does. And of course, he sent Jesus and he said, he who the son sets free is free indeed. And so we understand that freedom and liberty come from God. It's a right that was given to us. He made it possible in a legal way through the blood of Jesus. Jesus giving his life, sacrificing for us. And that's the only way that we can actually be free, whether that's free from sin whether that's free from, you know, a certain lifestyle that doesn't line up with the word of God, whether that is free from, you know, anxiety or, or mental torment, or that's free from sickness and disease, all, all of these ways. And, and so many more does this apply to, but you have to understand that even some people don't even realize, you know, they don't really have, uh, or they don't yield to a godly desire to even be free. And some don't even realize that like, that's what they need to pursue is freedom in that area. And so we talked about before things that, that limit the increase that we need to, we need to change. And now we're going to go into things that rob from you. And so the first one that we want to talk about is debt. Some, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a big deal, especially Mm -hmm. for the American people. You know, the goal um, is to to just us to be very much a consumer driven society and to basically you know be very materialistic to um just and it's it turns into greed is what it turns into left unchecked because people instead of loving people and using things they love things and use people like we get it totally backwards and of course all of our sufficiency is found in God, right? He's our provider. He said, I'm the God of more than enough. Um, he said, we don't even need to worry about our needs because he's already met all of those needs. And so everything that we literally need to have in life, he's already actually given us. And then he blesses us abundantly on top of that. So really debt, of course, comes about, you know, a lot of times, or maybe I could say most of the time out of, you know, just a desire that we have to have more of something that we can't afford. And we've got to have it like right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And the problem is, is that debt actually robs from your future. And so it gives you something like a temporary satisfaction or a temporary fix in a situation, but it's actually robbing from your future. And so therefore it robs from all increase. And as we talked about, God's desire is for us to go from glory to glory, from blessing to blessing, to always increase. You won't find anywhere in the word of God where he wants us to decrease. He doesn't even put limits on us to stop us at all from increasing. He gives us the boundaries and the borders of the word of God to keep us on the straight and narrow path of blessing, of true blessing that he has for us. But, you know, he tells us in third John two, beloved, I wish or pray above all things, above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So a lot of times if we're not prospering in any area or one area or, you know, whichever areas it is in our life, we really have to actually look at 
the soulish part of us. We are yeah. spirit, soul, and body. And so you have to address issues in those three manners. Sometimes we can have, um, we can be super healthy and prosperous in our physical body because we take care of it. So we take the time to maintain it. We take the time to prepare good foods that will bring nutrition to it, that will meet those health things. We take time to, to exercise it or to, you know, do things that, that, you know, take extra supplements, things that promote health to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're brushing your teeth and you're flossing and you're doing all these things that, that right will maintain and promote good oral health. You know, we'll do all these things, but then if you're neglecting the area of like the soulish realm and your spirit, which of course life comes from your spirit. Yeah. And so if you neglect those ways, you're, you're actually not actually prospering like the Lord intended for you to prosper. Very so true. prosperity is his will always. And so debt in any area, spiritually, you know, in the soulish areas, your mind, your will, your intellect, you know, you can never prosper and increase if the thoughts of your mind are always negative or they're always taking you in a wrong direction. They're causing you to walk in sinful ways and to stay in, in, in sinful ways. There's no way that you can, that you can increase. God made a way for us, of course, to walk and bless and to be free from debt. So I want to look at um, Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 13 through 15, and I'm reading from the New Living. Mm -hmm. Um, And it says, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then, this is before you're saved, right? Then God made you alive with Christ. He for, For he forgave all of our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. The reason why I'm reading this is because I want you to see at the foundation and have an understanding of the covenant that we have when we become born again because of what Jesus has made available for us. He canceled the record of charges against us. That is all charges in every area. He made the way possible for us to walk in freedom. Our debt has been paid for. Okay. Debt is not our portion. It's not the way actually of the Christian that God has made possible for us. We, you know, in error can make our own choices because we've been given free will, but I'm talking about what you can lay hold of as your right It goes on to say, in this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So you realize that Jesus paid the price and made it possible that we would be totally debt-free, spiritually, emotionally, and, and in a physical way, and all... In every way, he made it possible that we would not be bound by any type of debt, by any type of charge of the enemy, by anything at all like that. He made freedom possible for us. Absolutely. And the thing that you have to realize with this verse of scripture here that you just read here, and she was reading it out of the, I think she said the New Living Translation here. It said, you know, he had to cancel the debt for us to be able to move forward with what he had blessed us with. 
because you can't experience right. the blessings of the Lord with the with the weight of sin and and all of the all of the dead things hanging on to us. And that is a spiritual principle which actually carries over into our natural lives. And we have to understand that we have to allow those things that are dead, which is why it's you know called you know debt. Those things have to be have to be removed from us for us to experience the true life that that God wants us to live to live in the freedom. And the the world's system is programmed for you to be in debt. It actually rewards debt. Right, right. By your credit score. Right. And people who, people who want to get out of debt, people, um, professionals will tell you, well, you know what, this is good debt because it helps you improve your credit score. And so it's like you know, rewarding you for something that really in a spiritual principle says you shouldn't have. Right. Oh, no man, anything but love. But we, uh, a lot of times, you know, we, we think according to the world's ways, we're not of the world. And if you believe that, that God will bless you and you have supernatural favor, then you, you have to understand that I don't have to just do things according to the world's ways. Right. I, I can have a higher way of operating, a better way, a greater way and a more blessed way, a free way that, that God has made. And this is, the, this is a scripture that you can use to stand in faith for getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you have, to, you have to apply this principle because it says he canceled the record in verse 14 of the charges against us, took it away by nailing it to the cross. And this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He actually, he put shame on, on that stuff. Right. And so if you, it's hard to get free from something that, that you think is okay. You have to, you have to really it's just like sin. If you, if you agree with it or you don't, let me just say this, if you don't disagree with it, and as I've told, I've, I, I've told many, many people, you have to hate it. You have to loathe sin. I mean, you, and the thing that has is, that is tried to come against you and destroy your life, you have to, I mean, just have a, an extreme hatred for that thing. Not just putting it away and occasionally looking at it going like, wow, that wasn't too bad. I remember some good times with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you hate something and you just have this passionate hatred towards it, most of the time you're never really going to get free from that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, you need to have a plan how to move forward also. So it's just like, you know, an example that we're all very familiar with is that let's just say that we have excess weight that we want to get rid of. Well, you know, we can, you know, gosh, I just, you know, hate being fat or I hate being overweight. I just don't like this at all or whatever. 
but if we don't have a plan how to do anything with it, it's probably not going to change, right? So, you know, we can, you know, hate being overweight until we're hungry. And then there's like, you know, a nice, you know, meal full of carbs and and, and calories that's put before us and Mm -hmm. then dessert. And then we're like, hmm, I actually maybe... Maybe I love food more than I hate being fat, right? No, I mean, we realize that, um, that that's, you know, anyway, we realize that we have to make some changes to be able to put the thing aside that is contributing to us either staying at an unhealthy weight or gaining weight, right? So then we have to have put a plan in place that we're just going to say, no, or we're not going to be around that. We're not going to, if someone says, oh, do you want dessert? We don't even entertain the idea. We just say, no, thank you. Like it's not even, don't even give yourself a choice. Right. So, you know, or if we were talking to someone, let's just say they were struggling with pornography and the way that, you know, they would view it, of course, on um, their computer or on their phone or, or whatever, then we're not going to, we're going to advise them in some very practical ways of you need to get rid of that computer or you need to get a different type of phone that is only a flip phone or whatever it is that, you know, you have to go to some extreme measures, right? You can't just, you know, think that just because you want to be different or you want a different set of circumstances or, okay, I just, you know, you, because the thing is, is that when you're in debt, of course, you've got to even get back to middle ground before you can even start increasing. So let me just insert this there. Please understand that what we're saying now, we've made mistakes ourselves. Okay. There's no condemnation. We're just, you have to be able to though, recognize what's robbing from you because God does not desire for you to stay there. And really until you have an understanding and a revelation of what the word of God has to say, and that God has made it possible for you to be free, then you can walk in freedom and you can stand upon the word and you can declare the word of God. And let me just say this, there's, um, you know, even they, they say the statistic goes that, that most Americans are $500 a month away from bankruptcy. That's it. $500 a month. That's it. Because most people live so, so much paycheck to paycheck, if they can even make it paycheck to paycheck. And again, if, you know, we've been there ourselves and we totally get, you know, and, and, and to be honest, even sometimes with different professions and even in ministry, there can be great um, cash flow. And then other times there's not. And you, we just, we, we have come to the point where we just have to trust the Lord. We understand we have a covenant with him. So regardless of what's happening in the world, regardless of what is even happening with my different sources of income or anything, my full trust is not any of those things. It's in Jehovah Jireh because Mm -hmm. I have a covenant with him. I'm in the place where he's called me to be. I'm doing what he's called me to be and I'm a tither and I give offerings. So you have to, those, those things are key to you. Okay. So you can't not be a tither because you're robbing from God. Do you understand that? How, how are you going to get out of debt or free from that? If you're a thief yourself, like you, you got to have that these principles that these are foundational principles. Okay. If you don't have an understanding from the word of God, what it means to be a tither, which is giving 10% of all of your increase, and then offerings are on top of that. So tithe is really for protection. 
and time, and then your offerings are what what brings increase. Okay, some people only tithe and wonder why they don't have an increase because you haven't sown any seed. And when the Lord speaks to you, that's what brings the increase. Okay, our tithe we honor the Lord. It's us recognizing Father, everything that we have comes from you. Do you realize that if God were to lift His hand off of us, or even even just you know we wouldn't even be able to breathe or survive, let alone be able to function in life. Literally everything good that we have comes from him. So your tithe is you returning it to him and honoring him and thanking him. And then he promised that he'd open the windows of heaven for you, that the devourer would be rebuked from your life. So there's no way again, if you're not a tither, the devourer is not rebuked from your life. Like these are foundational things that it shocks me that people either don't know as Christians. I'm sorry if you're, if you've not been in a church that has taught you this or one that has backed off or one that has changed doctrine, like seriously. But anyway, um, so you have to, you have to be honoring God. Okay. And, and I feel like that should be a given, but I realize these days it's, it's, it's not a given, but going back to that, that most people being $500 a month from bankruptcy, honestly, like an easy first step would be if you looked at your budget, which first of all, if you don't have a budget, you have to establish a budget or a plan because again, you don't even know you're not being the proper steward that you need to be. And God is big on stewards being faithful. Yeah. Okay. It's huge. Very true. And so, and he, he lays out very clearly, if you're not faithful with the little that you have, you won't be entrusted with more. So again, if, if you're not being faithful, there's no way you can increase. Okay. Again, if, and, and he also says, if you're not being faithful with what belongs to somebody else, how can he give you your own? So these, those are two key principles of that's required of us being faithful stewards and increasing. Okay. So we have to be found faithful, even with the things that we have, we might have a junkie car, but we're still, we still can keep it clean. We can still keep, you know, um, get the oil changed on it, maintain it properly, right? Do the very best with what you have. You might have a bunch of old clothes. You might have, you feel like, you know, old furniture or whatever, but I'm just saying, do the best with what you have as you've been found faithful, then you know what? You're obviously your faith is, is charged even by that. Like, Lord, I'm doing what I know to do. Father, I thank you that increases my portion. Father, I thank you. I'm not buying you stuff. You bless me with new things. You know, you, you challenge yourself and you go to the next level. I remember, you know, when I, um, when the Lord called me to buy to go to Bible school, first of all, I'd come from college. Like we wore shorts, jeans, you know, exercise pants. I mean, you didn't dress up for class whatsoever. And so then me going to Bible school all of a sudden, and I didn't have like a long period to get ready for Bible school. I mean, I was like saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to Bible school all within like this two month period. And so my life just radically changed. And so I didn't have any of the right clothes. Do you know where I got my first clothes for Bible school? Which by the way, the dress code was I had to wear nylons, which some ladies don't even know what those are. They're like stockings, you know, I had to wear tights. <laughs> we had to wear those. We had a slip check because you were wearing dresses or skirts to the knee or longer. And they would check to see if you're even wearing, you know, a slip underneath you. Um, 
it didn't matter if it was winter or anything. You're wearing a dress. <laughs> and yep. so you had to dress up all the time. I didn't have any of these clothes to wear. Guys had to wear ties. Yeah. Right, and I mean, you Every had a, you, your hair couldn't be couldn't even touch your collar. Yeah, I mean, that's why I got in guy. trouble. Yeah, <laughs> and so I mean, there was you know you had to you know you had to look nice and presentable, and and I believe about having definitely having a, a standard and all that. That's not even the point of the conversation. Mm-mm. I'm just saying that that I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't have like hardly any money, and um, you know, I what I'd been doing before previously for college you know I had I had financial help with that that I now was not going to have so I mean I was like oh my goodness what am I going to do well it just happened that my parents um in Alaska had this for the for a little while they had this little one of their little mini ventures was um this used clothing store called used a bit which we joke it should have been called used a whole bunch <laughs> worn Not out just a little bit but anyway yes very interesting things we would get in that shop anyway that's actually where my first clothes came from and i literally had one week's five days i might have had a dress for sunday too i can't remember it was like five or six outfits that is it so that meant that literally every week at bible school i would be wearing the same thing i didn't even have a bunch of like mix and match type you know things that you know I I mean I just like a couple things were dresses there was a couple skirts you know I mean it just was not much at all and I wasn't raised with not having stuff and I've always really liked clothes and like to you know dress with nice and not just have like you know five outfits and so but I, I was quickly like you know it was actually so very good for me because first of all you know it just helped me with with humbling myself but also looking to the Lord to meet all of my needs and this was a way where I very quickly said okay you know what this is not how I want to live and this is not I I need I want new clothes I don't want just used clothes I want new clothes and you know what? I just began so I just said Lord I want new stuff and I want to be able to go shopping I love shopping and I want to and yes, I does. need I, and, I attest to the fact that <laughs> she does we don't have good shopping around here. And I no, guess. we don't. Yeah. Yes. We anyway. have to take her out of town. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so, I, but it forced me to actually trust God and believe God. And, and you know, the Lord begins with just increasing you. And then again, testing, like, are you faithful? So if he gives you, increases you money, then do you suddenly give him less than what you were giving him before? Because hmm. again, that's not the way to increase. That's the way to decrease. So it was just, um, I didn't even intend to share that, that testimony, but hopefully, you know, it helps you that it doesn't even matter what area you find yourself, you know, you're lacking in the natural, just apply your faith, apply godly principles of, of stewardship and apply your faith and you will see God increase you so quickly. But understanding that this debt, this mountain of debt has got to be moved out of your life. And a lot of people, whatever, you know, for, you know, people are at different levels. So maybe you're not $500 a month away from bankruptcy. Maybe it's, you know, a thousand dollars. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's more, but what I'm saying is, is get a plan. We already talked about in the previous podcast about, you know, um, things that fight increase or not having a plan at all. Right. So not having a strategy. So it will help you to know exactly where you're at. And then, Ask the Lord even for wisdom. You know, a lot of people can cut a couple of expenses back Mm -hmm. and actually it'll make all the difference that they need to be able to, to be able to save more, to be able to 
take care of some debt that they have if they actually will just be a little bit more disciplined. And the other thing that you you can do is besides cutting expenses and as ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do? I need to increase this much a month. Maybe that's $200. Maybe that's $2,000 a month. I mean, whatever it might be, maybe it's 20,000 where you're at. Maybe your business needs another $50,000 a month. Whatever it is, the Lord is all about increase. He will give you a strategy to increase, okay? To have a thing because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times with honestly, with having debt, the reasons why we got in debt, we need to undo that pattern. Okay. And so we didn't get a lot of us, you know, if you've, if you've been in debt and a lot of debt, you didn't get in that overnight. And let me just say, typically you're not going to get over that get out of it overnight either. Be committed to the process. There God go. has a way, remain committed to it. Mm-hmm. And God can give you a strategy of being able to have a little bit more income, cut a little expenses, and you'll see it'll actually end up, especially when you stick with it month after month, it'll end up having a significant um, result for you that actually when we're doing our part going forward, we are being the steward that God has us to be. And we even have more faith. We come before the Lord in boldness, knowing that God's going to bless us because we're doing our part and understanding that debt is not your portion in Deuteronomy chapter 28. The whole chapter is amazing, but I'm just going to, for sake of time, read verse 12. It says, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. Again, this we regularly go before the Lord, you promised that you would bless the work of our hands. Father, you promised that you would bless and you would increase and you would multiply what we're doing. God is not about a God of addition. He's a God of multiplication, okay? And then it goes on to say, you will lend to many nations. That's got to become your declaration. I will lend to many nations, it says, but you will never need to borrow from them. So, in order to be able to get out of debt, you have a different mindset. You have a, you you ad, adapt. You get in the Word of God and you adapt it yourself to it. You make the changes. You declare His Word. You get a plan in the natural that has a strategy, and you move forward. And you learn to say no to certain things. There you go. And there's always this temptation because this is why we've ended up in debt a lot of times is because no, I have to have it now or whatever. You know, in some things, you know, you you kind of got in it out of an emergency situation. Like, you know, maybe it's a medical thing. Maybe it was like with your car, you had a big, you know, you know, um, accident or whatever, you know, thing. And there wasn't the insurance coverage I needed to be or whatever it is. Understand, just go, just be honest before the Lord. Lord, I'm sorry. If I, if I did something wrong, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I ask you to make it up. You know, a lot of times we just don't involve God in our situations. We feel guilty or whatever. You got to lose all condemnation. That's why we ask for forgiveness. We forgive ourselves when we made mistakes and we embrace the word of God and we declare it. And I promise you, when you start declaring things like I am the the lender. I am not the borrower. I will never again borrow in my life. Things begin to change. When you're first sta- saying mm-hmm. that, it seems totally impossible, totally unrealistic, totally, yeah, because you're going in a new direction. But God honors your faith and he honors, your, your words were they, they create things. That's because we're created in the image of our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. So when we speak, things happen. Totally, so start totally. declaring it. 
Amen. Do things in the natural. Amen. That need to be done. Yeah, because sometimes you'll find yourself in situations and you don't know maybe in the natural what to do, but God has a way. God has a plan. And uh, just because you may not see it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, because God, you know, he's a God of the supernatural. And there is a supernatural answer for your situation. Maybe your faith has to increase. Maybe you have to see things differently than, than what you've been seeing them. And maybe you, need to, maybe you need to get some godly advice on, you know, where you are and what you're doing. Right, exactly. Because, because you know, sometimes great. people just get stuck in their own heads. Yeah, it's and They hard. say, well, I just don't know, I don't understand, and so I just continue to, to deal with things. And then you go through, then you go through loss because people do, people do foolish things and allow things to be taken from them that shouldn't be because they don't know that there's another realm of wisdom that can be walked in. There is something that can be done, but many times it's just, I don't, I don't know what to do. But just because you don't know what to do doesn't mean somebody doesn't know what to do. Seek counsel. The Bible yes. tells you to seek counsel. Don't just in the futility of your own mind, but, but you know, find out. So get some godly counsel. There's a story in uh, the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 about a, a lady, a widow, that, that had a big problem. She had a debt problem and didn't know what to do. And she'd come to the end of herself. The word talks about it there <clears throat> at the beginning of 2 Kings chapter 4. And it says there was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. And she cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And so her husband, as, as, his, story, as, his, story, mm-hmm. as his story uh, tells it, borrowed money to be able to hide the prophets and, um, in a cave and to help sustain them, feeding them, housing them, taking care of them. And so, so basically got in debt because of doing something for the kingdom of God. And he had passed away. And so the creditor, the one that had loaned the money, is coming to collect on the debt. And in those days, debt was a much serious thing, much more serious thing than it is these days. For sure. But And he was going to go take this lady's two children to be slaves. I think that's that's significant there, okay? And Elisha says to her, what shall I do for you? And actually, those words in the Hebrew are, what shall I create? Okay? Because God, even if he has to, even if he has to do something creative for your situation, God will get involved. And the prophet, when she comes to him with the situation, he says, what shall I do for you? What can I make for you? Or what can I create for you? He goes, tell me, what do you have in your house because God's going to use something that you already have. The key, the key is already there with you. You have to understand that. And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. I mean, that's, that's getting down to bare bones. Yes, when you is. don't have anything left in your house but a jar of oil. Yes. I mean, you're done with food. There's no food. You can't really 
can't really drink oil and get very far in life. <laughs> You're going to end up on the toilet for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And um, something's going to move. <laughs> but she says, you know what? I don't have anything except this jar of oil. And he says, go outside and borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Go in then, and shut the door behind yourself and your sons, and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons, and she poured and as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. And the oil stopped flowing. Then the oil stopped flowing. And she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. And so it wasn't even just enough to pay the debt. They could then, it was enough to be able to live off of. Why? Because God knew what was needed, not just for then, but going forward, what she was going to need to be able to live on. I want to tell you, if, I mean, she borrowed a bunch of vessels because it was enough. Right. It was in, there was enough vessels to be able to supply for, I mean, years. Right. Right. You had to live on that and to pay the debt that was needed. Mm-hmm. That's significant. But God has an answer to your debt problem. Yes. So don't just say, there's nothing I can do. I don't know how in the world I can get out of this. God has an answer to your debt issue. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.